Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we have a great dog poo revenge story. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, non-French people telling me how to eat French food. I don't know if this counts as petty revenge, but here it goes. Currently in Paris with my partner and staying here for a month, my in-laws, they're French, this will be relevant, have an apartment in the city so we can stay for as long as we want. My partner was nearby taking a phone call, so I went to a very touristy and popular cafe nearby to try their famous chocolat chaud and see what the hype is about, and croissant so I could dip it in the hot chocolate. A very popular breakfast for the French. As my order arrived, a family of four, parents and two daughters, sat at the table next to me. I was tearing off a small piece of the croissant when the mom cleared her throat and said to me, Uh, hun, it's usually eaten with a fork and knife so your fingers don't get greasy. I turned and see all of their disapproving faces, silently judging me for being so uncultured. Oh, sorry, and picked up my fork and knife. I could see my partner walking towards me having finished his phone call, and I slowly cut my croissant with a knife and fork. My partner saw me and burst out laughing. He was like, what are you doing? So I turned innocently at the family and said, well, they told me I have to eat it with a knife and fork so I won't look uncultured. Partner turned to them and said in a very exaggerated French accent, Madame, are you French? They all shook their heads no. He continued, We only eat croissants with our hands. No French will tell you otherwise. Please don't spread this nonsense if you're not French. They all ate their croissants with their hands, and my partner looking over them like a proud teacher. Well, joke's on them. I think having to touch or hold anything is barbaric. I would simply start leaning in and nibbling on the croissant like a horse. Now, could you imagine the stares if that happened? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is... Would you like some hot coffee with that drive through willy? My grandma told me this story a long time ago, 20 years ago before she lost her memories and passed away. She and her two sisters grew up during the Great Depression in Nebraska. They traveled to circuses to do contortion acts for money. They were very poor. Then their father died and they moved to California to work in airplane factories. Sometime or another, her older sister got a job at a drive through It was a big deal, making money every week. One day, her sister was preparing an order of a cup of coffee. She turned to give it to the customer, and to her horror, she discovered that the man was sitting in his car with his pants unbuttoned and had whipped out his you-know-what, smiling at her expectedly. So she smiled back and reached into his car through his window and poured that hot coffee all over his lap. She was fired immediately, But to this day, I admire her for it. Now, I don't know what decade this took place in, but it's very surprising, dumping hot coffee on a person or not, that taking into consideration what the dude was doing, that you'd actually get fired for that. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's just the company looking out for themselves or something. But man, even old school days or not, it's disappointing to see. Our next story is, scumbag neighbor broke into my vehicle and stole my stuff so I returned the favor. I rented a duplex in my early 20s. My neighbor was a wannabe gangster type and made the mistake of breaking into my vehicle one night. I had a small SUV with a removable soft top, 
so the neighbor figured it would be easy pickings to just peel back the top and help himself to my stereo, amplifier, CDs, and some other miscellaneous stuff. I discovered the break-in early in the morning after it occurred. I knew for certain who the culprit was. We were not in a heavily populated area, and my neighbor was well known for thievery. I waited around for him to leave his place, and when the opportunity arose, I ran around the back of his house and looked through the bedroom window to find that, sure enough, my stuff was sitting right on the floor in there. I instinctively tried the window, and as luck would have it, the sash went right up. Bingo! I hopped through and quickly surveyed the items laying around. It occurred to me that I could get some excellent revenge here if I played it right. So rather than just recoup my stuff and wind up in a fight over it, I borrowed a marker and proceeded to write my name on all of my stuff and also a few choice items of his just for good measure. I then climbed back out the window and waited. When he finally came back, I called for some police presence and explained to them how my vehicle got robbed and I knew it was the neighbor due to seeing through the window. We knock on his door and I can still remember the look on his face seeing me and the cops standing there. He was not even close to ready for the encounter and almost certainly had drugs on him, so he was very cooperative given the circumstances. I politely explained that I know he broke into my vehicle and I needed him to return my stuff immediately or I will have to press charges. He went and retrieved my things and I pointed out my name written on them to the officer. I asked about my other stuff while he looked back, puzzled and dumbfounded. I rattled off the other couple of choice items of his that I also put my name on earlier. The look on his face while he handed over his stuff to me while the cop was standing there was priceless. I guess there's not much feeling bad about stealing his items or maybe some of the other items he stole from other people. But it still feels to me a little grimy that OP made sure that they got some extra stuff back. I think I'd have rather have just seen this guy actually get held accountable and get your stuff back. Why choose taking some more of his stuff or the other things he stole and not press charges, rather than just hold this guy accountable for being a terrible person? Our next story is creepy father-in-law perv allowed in my house by significant other when I'm at work disturbs my teepee so I just ordered two-way cameras. So my quasi father-in-law, my significant other and I aren't married, SA'd me for a few months every time my significant other was going to be out for the night, touching, propositioning me to hook up, which culminated in his trying to stick it in me while I was asleep and my significant other was out of town pantless and tried getting in bed with me which led to him being banished from my home that i'm the sole owner and maintainer of that's a whole other story for another time my significant other thinks it's mostly my fault because i didn't say something immediately after the first incident and let his dad come back he'd been living with us at the time due to financial and health reasons until i totally lost my crap and he finally tossed him However, he still lets his dad come over and enjoy the fruits of my labor while I'm out of the house and at work. My food, my water, my bathroom and hygiene supplies. Every day that I've come home, I've noticed that my toilet paper has been turned around backwards. I'm an underhanger, my house, my rules. So I've taken up all the toilet rolls and hid them, and I've just ordered cordless two-way security cameras to monitor both my guest bathroom and my master bed and bath. Anytime I see him cross the hallway where the guest bath is, or, God forbid, enter my master bath, pretty sure he's been showering here because of the hairs I find in the shower, I'm going to use the two-way function to announce, 
Uh uh uh, you aren't allowed in my house. You're on camera and being recorded. Get out. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. If they equipped these things with the space lasers, I'd fry a sausage off. Honestly, considering OP is the homeowner, I think they're going a little light on this guy. Instead of giving them an intercom saying, I'm watching you, which this creep probably enjoys, she'd straight up call the cops and get this guy arrested for trespassing because you clearly don't want them there. This next story is, my date tried to use me to pregame. This was my early 30s, I'd just moved to Oregon, so I set up this date. Agree to go casual for happy hour at this bar downtown. It's a place that has tons of bars and restaurants all around that intersection. Like I said, we agree casual. I show up wearing just jeans, a plain black t-shirt, and some nice boots. My date shows up, showstopper. High heels, legs like pow, but like a side table you could set a drink on. The most beautiful, wavy, dirty blonde hair, green eyes, cleavage is crazy. In my mind... I thought we agreed casual. Now I feel like she's in trophy wife mode. The conversation on the phone leading up to this date was about three phone calls. Lots of laughing and flirting, current events and goals kinds of stuff. Just getting to know kind of stuff. Back to the date, I get her chair for her, wait for her to sit down and then I sit myself. I ask if she wants a drink. Grey Goose Martini for her mirror pond ale for me. Okay, no problem. I get the first round. Start making small talk and every single answer is super short or just yes or no. In my mind, I'm thinking maybe she's nervous because I underdressed. Maybe she's just nervous in general. I consider myself a funny butt person. I make jokes and more small talk and nothing. But I ask if she wants another drink and it's yes. More yes and no answers, but always a yes to a Grey Goose Martini. I'm vexed. Nothing like the phone convos. Only short answers, but always wants another drink. So, as I'm getting the fourth round, I look around the bar. Lots of people, mostly women, all dressed to kill. Skirts, high heels all done up. I glance to the right of the bar, see a sign. Ladies night every Thursday. And the specials. No way. It dawns on me. Maybe I'm being used to help my date pregame to meet up with her friends. Okay, bet. Bring back the fourth round. Same short butt answers, no energy, but guess what? She wants a fifth martini. So I say okay, to a sixth and seventh round. As I'm paying for the seventh round, I tell the bartender to close out only my beers, that I'll take her martini and have her come put her card on file. She's waiting for her friends. I take her drink and then I ask to be excused to the bathroom. 
I walk out the back door and leave her with her seven martini Grey Goose tab. As I'm walking to the next bar, I feel like a million bucks. All kinds of text messages. I don't have money for this, you're a jerk, blah blah blah. I only responded with, I didn't need to switch car insurance to save money this time. Honestly, I think OP just did downright the right thing. I'm glad that this bar was willing to accommodate for paying for only the drinks you had. I mean, knowing a lot of people in this situation, I think a lot of people would just get up and dip. Just would go to the bathroom, jump out the window, and go running and leave the whole bill on her. This next story is, throw out your own trash. Sunday, I went to my local Walmart in my small town. I drive a pickup truck and had a couple of kitchen-sized trash bags in the back full of garbage. My plan was to shop, and then on the way home, I'd stop by the convenience center and drop off the trash. Well, as I'm walking out of the store, I watch this dude in an older model Honda Civic pop his trunk and throw five garbage bags in the back of my truck. I was baffled. Never has that ever happened to me in all of my 35 years. As I got closer, I was about to call him out on it, but I noticed his windows were cracked about five inches all the way around. So I just loaded up my groceries and waited for him to make it into the store. I walked around to the rear passenger side of his car and reached in and unlocked it. I took every bit of his trash and dumped it all over the seats. The floor, the dash, the little spot under the back window, it was awful. The smell could have gagged a maggot. I then drove over to the next aisle and waited for him to return. When he finally got to his car, about 30 minutes later, I was hysterically laughing. He blew up cursing and screaming. I just gave him a little toot from my horn, smiled, and waved. Then I rode out of there, the happiest I have ever been. Now, if I were an OP situation, I don't know if I would have gone as far as what OP did, but I definitely, as long as the guy isn't around and I feel like there's not too many eyes, would definitely hop out, grab the bags, and like put them on the hood and roof of the car or something. Let's be real though, this jerk kind of deserved it. That would just utterly annoy me. I got too much of my own trash already to get rid of. Our next story is, sorry, you'll have to get up and wait for a table. So I bartend in a bar that's connected to a restaurant, but the bar side is 21 plus after 2 p.m. We have tables on our side and we're maybe at 50% capacity, but the dining room was so busy they were on an hour long wait list. Four young people come in, I greet them and ask for IDs, three of them have them, one girl forgot it at home. The rest of them are between 22 to 23. Immediately they get an attitude because I won't take the picture of it on her phone. This wasn't the DOT approved website version, she literally took it with her camera. Then she says, I'm not even drinking so why does it matter? It matters because that's our rules and I already don't like them but also because in my state, if there's a sign posted that we're 21 plus, we aren't allowed to make exceptions. So her and I'm assuming her boyfriend leave to go get her ID. I offer the other couple a chance to put in some appetizers and the guy gets a huge attitude and rolls his eyes saying, no, we're gonna wait until our friend gets back since you made her leave. Now I really don't like them. Friend comes back about 20 minutes later. She's 22 but her ID is still vertical. In my state, you have 30 days from your birthday to get the horizontal ID. I check in with the manager of the bar, tell her about my interaction with them and she says, well, I would have made an exception for her if they weren't jerks, but tell them to get up and get on the wait list. 
It made my freaking day and I was so happy that my manager backed me up. Moral is, don't be a jerk to your bartender slash server because she has a lot of rules she will gladly follow if it means she gets to refuse service to a couple of jerks. They waited for a table and tipped their server $3 on a $140 bill, so I'm glad I didn't take them. This is kind of a general rule that I personally apply to anybody, whether it's like a customer service representative on the phone, or a waiter or a waitress or a server. Just be polite, try to be as amicable as possible, and maybe, just maybe, they might throw you a bone. I mean, literally, unless the worker is coming at you with an attitude or an insult or something. Our next story is, a lady steals from me? Joke's on her. She's been poking around for years. She lives across the street. She takes my mail, fruit from my trees, things from my yard. I've caught her multiple times, but she seems to think she has every right. Never enough for me to take legal actions. To be honest, I'm busy as heck these days. One day, she was by my mailbox with her dog in her pajamas, reading a letter from my bank regarding my small car loan. Just standing there, reading glasses on, cigarette in hand, reading it. I confronted her and said opening people's mail is a crime. Not like you have the money to fight it, (laughs) ha ha ha. I thought, fine, you want to read someone's mail? I'll give you enough of your own to read. There's a religious organization nearby. Not sure if they're a cult or a legit organized religion. They leave notes and knock on doors, that type of thing. I'm always kind enough to them, so I get their propaganda in the mailbox every now and again. I use the VPN to go to their website. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. They had some type of questioner or application thing. I used a fake email address, fake name, but her address. It also wanted a phone number. Her dog comes out and craps on my lawn every evening. One night I saw him out there, gave him an unsuspecting pat, and took a photo of the tag on his collar. Scurried back home and redid the application with her address and phone number. I see them come by four times a week to her house now. Random times. Sometimes 7am, sometimes 8pm, most weekends. Knocking, leaving massive packs of paper and crap in her mailbox, on her porch. I just know they're most likely calling her constantly too. There you go, nosy neighbor. Lots of important scripture to read and keep you busy. Enjoy. Yeah, this is definitely one of those situations where you just start signing them up for every mailer possible. Why, yes, I would like every piece of documentation you have about becoming a Jehovah's Witness. Please send it to my address at address here. Also, can I just point out how smart it was of OP to go over to the dog, pat them, and look at their collar for the person's phone number? If I was watching like a TV show and one of the characters did that, I'd be sitting there thinking, oh, that's so smart. I'd be sitting there like, the writers are fantastic. Our next story is, no parking? Surely that doesn't apply to me. Many moons ago, when I was in my early 20s, three buddies of mine and I set out to grab some dinner on a Friday night. 
The place that we chose was located on a corner in a commercial area, meaning there's ample street parking as there's not a lot of homes and apartments in the immediate area, which was good because the bar slash restaurant only had about six or seven designated parking spots. If you got one, you were really lucky because it was a pretty big place. I drove and as it turned out, this was my night. The entrance to the place was on the main drag and the parking spots were on the side street of the building, perpendicular to the building's wall. When you parked, you pulled all the way to the wall, and the back of your car was just about encroaching on the sidewalk. We went in, had our meal, hung around a little longer, and then set out to leave. When we got outside, someone had parked on the street right behind my car, blocking my exit. Anyone with at least one eye and two brain cells could see that this was not a parking spot, even if the street didn't have a whole mess of yellow lines on it, removing any doubt. But there the car was, and I couldn't get out. I drove a jeep at the time and had no problem driving on the sidewalk, over curbs, parking dividers, etc. if I needed to, but I was blocked. So my friends and I looked at the car, and with surprisingly little conversation, each grabbed a wheel well, lifted the car, and carried it into the middle of the street. We purposefully left it in a way that blocked the street so that this guy was going to have to answer for this one way or another. We hopped in my jeep and drove off terribly proud of ourselves. I don't know what or if anything happened to that guy, but it's been 35 plus years now and I still giggle at myself when I recall that. Did OP not describe what kind of car this was? Is it not crazy to assume that even four people couldn't lift a car and move it by themselves? Did OP and their friends by chance also happen to be extreme weightlifters? I mean, to be fair, I've never been in a group of four and decided, let's try and pick up and move this car. I've seen people flip cars whenever they're either rioting or celebrating a sports championship win, so maybe it's not as crazy as I feel like it is. This next story is, gave a grabby guy at the bar a taste of his own medicine. I was out at a club hanging with some girlfriends when a group of guys walked past. My girlfriend looked uncomfortable. I asked what was wrong. She told me one of the guys in the group had grabbed her butt. I asked which guy and followed them inside. I went right up to the guy in question and asked, Hey, did you grab my girlfriend's butt? To which he smirked and responded, Yeah, so? I didn't even think before I was reaching down to grab him by the balls hard. He was screaming while I shouted, Yeah, you like that? You like being grabbed by strangers? I noticed his friends laughing in video recording. So I went up to one and dramatically tried to make out with him, which he was disgusted by. Security escorted me outside, but they were laughing. They said what I did was hilarious, but that they had it handled. They didn't kick me out, but told me it was probably best if I went home for the night. Considering OP did not get charged for what they did, I think it's for the best that they went home for the night too. I mean, they got their revenge. Not catching a charge for that revenge? Whether or not that guy started it, you should be thanking your lucky stars. This next story is, Entitled lady tries to force me to leave a public lake. I force her to leave instead. This was a few years ago. I used to work as a detective for a local police department, retired now, and this occurred when I was still employed there. In my life, I've always made every attempt to stay on the right side of the law, as I consider hypocrisy one of the worst traits for an officer of the law to have. I owned a nice ski boat, and in my spare time I enjoyed taking my family to the local public lake to use the boat and tube, water ski, swim, etc. My kids were ages 12 and 13 at the time, and they really got a kick out of this. They wanted to go nearly every day off I had. 
all summer long. One day we were at the lake, and after a few hours, my daughter mentioned she needed to use the bathroom. The lake also had a public swimming beach that had public restrooms, and we would often take bathroom breaks there. We would pull up to the shore well away from the marked swimming area, and we'd disembark to use the facilities. One day as we pulled up, I noticed a lady on a lounge chair sunbathing on shore near where we pull the boat up. I stayed about 50 feet from her, still about 250 feet away from the swimming area, as I slowly maneuvered the boat towards the shore at idle. As I got close, she stood up and glared at me while my kids whispered to me that they knew her as a mean lunch lady from their previous elementary school. As I brought the boat up to shore, this woman started yelling very loudly that I was breaking the law. I smiled, and as friendly as I could, I said, Really? What law? She continued yelling, saying that I was driving a motorboat in a swimming area. I pointed to the marked swimming area about 250 feet away and asked, You mean that swimming area? To which she replied, Yes. I told her that I never entered or even got close to the swimming area and that my boat was right now as close as I got. She said that the law prohibits boats from pulling up to any shore. LOL, how do you get in or out of a boat? Swim? And now she was calling her son, the deputy, who was going to get me in trouble. At this point, I was starting to enjoy this a little, because I thought for sure her son, the deputy, would tell his mom that she couldn't stop me from pulling my boat up to shore. I stood nearby as she calls someone, assuming her son, on her cell. She then reads the person on the phone my boat hull number, it's like a license plate for boats. Then she says with a smirk on her face, My son's going to order you from the lake right now. And what happens next shocks me. This woman calls me by my full name. Then she hands me the phone. Now, I should say, this, what has just happened, is a clear, very clear violation of the law in my state. It's known as a lien violation. And police officers and deputies are very often charged with this crime. I read about it several times a year. If an officer uses his police computer to divulge personal information, say a deputy tells his mom the name of a registered owner of a boat that she's having a disagreement with, for example, it is a crime. No ifs, ands, or buts. Every cop knows this. So as I take the phone, I immediately say, who is this? I hear, this is deputy so-and-so of the so-and-so county sheriff office, and I immediately interrupt him and say, deputy, Do you know what a lien violation is? Several seconds of silence. I say, Deputy so-and-so, using his real name of course. Are you still there? He says, yes. So I again say, Deputy so-and-so, let me ask you again. Do you know what a lien violation is? He stammers out a reply about boat hole numbers and public records or something. I said, nope, that's not what a lien violation is, since you don't know Do I need to remind your supervisor what a lien violation is? Again, silence. I then said, tell you what, I'm going to hand this phone back to your mother, then you're going to tell your mother to leave this beach right now. Then we can all forget that this ever happened. Understood? Long silence. Understood? He does a long exhale and says, yeah, okay. I hand the phone back to his mother. She whispers into the phone for a few seconds, then angrily snaps her phone shut. Without making eye contact, she packs up her stuff and is gone. I thought about reporting him anyway, but technically I was the victim. Yet I wasn't feeling victimized at all, so I let go. Only one other time did I see the lady at the beach again, and as she saw me, 
she again immediately packed up her stuff and again left. Listen, I've had first-hand experiences with Karens like this. There are some people, for some reason, who solely exist to try to get you in trouble. I had a relative who was getting a service done to their house, and the workers, they parked roadside, off the road, not blocking anything, and while they were hard at work, apparently the neighbor came up and started harassing the workers, and then actually called the cops on them for blocking the road. The cops came by, smiled, and said the workers weren't doing anything wrong, weren't blocking the road or anything. When I heard that, it just astounded me, like, how can you be that vindictive for no reason? You just exist to make life harder for other people? like the Monsters, Inc. screen tanks. They literally feed their life fuel feeding off of the frustration they generate from other people. This next story is, neighbor threw dog poop over my fence and in my driveway, so I piled it in front of his gate. Neighbor threw his dog poop over my fence the other day. When I went over to sell him eggs, I noticed. I was ticked, but didn't say anything. He texts me right after, sorry, I won't throw poop over your fence again. I reply, okay, I was willing to let it go. That was two days ago. On our way out today, I see dog crap in the road in front of our gate and just all over the place. So when we get home, I go out and pick it up and then start dumping it in front of his gate after a bit he comes out. I tell him, man, don't throw your dog poop in the road, to which he says, well, you don't have to put it in front of my gate. I say, well, where do you want me to put it? I'm not putting it on someone else's property. I don't want to see it when I drive out. I mow this grass in front of yours and the other neighbors to protect it from fires and I don't want to step in it. It's your crap. You've got 10 acres. Throw it there somewhere. He asks, well, what do you do with yours? I pick it up and put it in a bucket. When the bucket's full, I bag it and throw it away. He says, oh, is that what you do with it? Yeah, it is. Then he just walks away. I picked up dog crap for 10 more minutes or so, and I pick up the crap he threw over my fence and dumped it in a pile back over his. It was a lot of poop. It wasn't just a few days worth. I sell this dude pasture-raised eggs for $5 a dozen. With our garden in swing, I've been giving him squash and tomatoes for free. When he needs help, I come over. He pays me, but for little things I wouldn't ask. But like I spent six hours on my tractor cleaning his cow pasture that he hadn't cleaned in two years. Heck, when the person he lives with had their alarms going off, I called and checked on her. Then I got them fixed. I try to be a good neighbor. I'm on 20 acres. He's on 10. Dude is 70. Was I too petty? Should I have spoken to him first? This guy is 70 years old doing this? OP was definitely not too brash in handling this. To me, that sounds like pure weaponized incompetence for this guy going, oh, is that what you do with it? And let me just say, if they have the time and effort to scoop it up and fling it intentionally into the road, I would argue it's easier just to have some poop trash can with a bag in it and just scoop it and dump it into the bin. Easier and nicer to the whole community. What, does this guy think the poop just disappears after he flings it off of his property? Doesn't think about the fact that everybody else is going to blatantly see this poop all over the place our next story is the last time they ever borrowed toilet paper so my sister had these neighbors who would take borrowing stuff to the extreme they were constantly sending their child over to ask if they could borrow all kinds of stuff band-aids soap etc one day the little girl came to the door and asked to borrow a roll of toilet paper because they were all out okay whatever my sis gave her a roll The next day, the girl came back and asked for another roll, as her parents still hadn't gotten out to the store yet. 
Annoyed, my sister gave them another roll. This has happened again for a few more days. Finally, my sister had had enough. She placed a roll of toilet paper in her freezer. The next day, sure enough, the little girl came back and asked to borrow another roll of toilet paper. My sis happily went and got her the roll from the freezer and sent it home with her. They never asked for toilet paper again. I'm just imagining like comical cartoon version where they had like a little square crate and they just like froze it solid into a block of ice. Here you go little Susie and you watch as she tries to lug off this ice block with a toilet paper encased inside. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.